0: Welcome to today's episode of the Dive Into Sports Podcast. We are finally back from our long Thanksgiving break. Today we have college football playoffs, hot seat, power play, penalty box, some college basketball talk, and of course, the NFL. All the little Okay, so the first headline that we learned, the most recent, is Eli Manning has finally been benched. And it brought this guy to tears. Which I never thought it was ever possible for me to feel any empathy towards Eli Manning, but unfortunately for myself, I had about an ounce of sadness towards him, and I I regret that. I'm going gonna, gonna to miss the interceptions. I am. And now we got Geno Smith, and I think the best headline, no, see, what was it? What was the headline that came out? Oh, the headline uh, talking about, it was funny it, to start because jaw it was talking dropping, about his yeah. uh, potential, but it was uh, Geno's jaw-dropping uh, moments from the New York Jets. And it's just hysterical because he broke his jaw, yep. if you didn't know. So it was a pretty ironic comment. Uh, but I think it's funny, and it's going to be funny, when there's Giants fans out there who think Geno Smith will actually win them some games. 'Cause you know the problem is not Eli Manning. It's How definitely about ben McAdoo. Well, can Geno Smith play defense? That's the real question. Because they're not tackling right now at all. And it hasn't changed the last couple of games. Nobody is tackling on that team. No, I know. And it's to blame Eli Manning is sort of McAdoo trying to say it's not my fault, which is don't get me wrong, Manning has been playing terrible this year, but McAdoo and the GM has have they it's just a bad team. If I'm McAdoo though, I want Geno Smith to lose. Because this can save your job and be like I even changed Eli Manning out, and the team still lost. Like, it's not my fault. It's the players who don't try. No, that's I, that's a good point, because I don't think his job's going to be saved one way or the other. But It's the best chance he's got. Yeah, you're right. And another thing is, as much as I hate the guy, and don't get me wrong, he might be my least favorite player in the NFL, but I don't think he deserved this by any means, because he's done everything for that organization, and the only reason that organization has been relevant the last... However many years he's been in the league is because he's been in the league and they're starting quarterback, and that's just a fact. Well, maybe he will be better if you bring back Tom Coughlin. There you go. So it's Matthew's fault. Yeah, just go get Tom Coughlin away from the Jags. It's not Eli's fault at all that he has, like, no receivers to throw to, though, either. It's it's his fault. Yeah, I mean, Odell gets hurt. Shepard's been hurt for half the year, and he's only got Evan Ingram out there. Brandon Marshall. Oh, wait, never mind. Exactly. He was hurt. I forgot about him. See, even when he was healthy, you just forget about the guy. All right, so quarterback being out. Now we got a quarterback in. Garoppolo is in for the Niners next weekend. And is this going to change anything either? Well, here's the thing. he He's ready to start. He's been in that offensive system for you know a couple weeks now. He know, should know the playbook, and he's used to Kyle Shannon a little bit. But why even do this? You know what I mean? They did have him in for like a set drive at the end yeah. of the game, and he went two for two in a touchdown. So right. the pass rating says it all. That's <laughs> – Stats never lie. We all know that, but what I'm getting at is, why would you even bring him in there, and maybe risk a huge injury or something like that when you want to get a top pick anyway? Because maybe you get to show, I don't know, really, like there is no, there is nothing. I I was I had some. I don't. There's no reason. And I get that. You can sort of give him experience, for lack of a better term. I guess not. Lack of a better term, it's he, hasn't really a play- experience. he hasn't started many games. Right. Though. And he'll get used to Kyle Shannon and calling the plays and he got used to being in Niners uniform. But still, I just, you might as well just hold him out for the rest of the year. Because he's going to have all preseason to do it, anyway. Exactly. So, in a whole offseason. But it's whatever. The Niners aren't going to do it. Their choice. And they're going to get a top 10 pick, whoever's the starting quarterback. Well, well, actually, it could. I got some. It could maybe persuade some free agents to come play with him. They see there you good. go. That's actually a good idea. But, I mean, when you live in San Francisco, you just show them the city and you're like, hey, it's warm here. Yep. They're like, okay, let's do it. Uh, and shocking news, Blake Griffin got hurt again. Wait, what? What happened? Uh, I don't know. I MCL. think it's an MC- MCL. MCL. <laughs> yeah, it, is. it is an MCL. Uh, could be out multiple weeks. So that means he's out for the year. Basically, we were wondering why he stayed at the Clippers and took the money and then we realized, that oh, why. He, oh yep, yep, this is why. This he is gets exactly hurt all the time, why. and he just wants the money and live in L.A. He could, He's going to get paid so much money for the next however many years that contract is. I think it's five, could be four, but he might not even play a half a season throughout that contract. I think he purposely hurts himself just so he can have fun in L.A. I believe he, he it. He can just chill out at his house and do whatever he wants, and yeah, it's a good life. It's such a... A waste for the Clippers to pay him money. If I was the Clippers, I wouldn't even have paid him. Especially at this point because you're not going to win you know, a title yeah, with him. Yeah, and you, you've you seen it before. He's going to go down at some point and often goes down at the worst times. Luckily, this is in the early in the season. But still, the point remains. Blake Griffin gets hurt every other game, for God's sakes. So in shocking news out of nowhere, Herm Edwards going to interview for the Arizona State job? No, this is actually shocking news because this is weird. I don't have another vocab word to use there. I didn't know Arizona State had a you know, football team. I thought they were just a party school. <laughs> there you go. Um, and Herm Edwards, why? He's got a cozy job at, at ESPN. Oh, maybe he's getting fired. Maybe that's it. Okay, that's the thing. It's not even the cozy job for me. It's that you are a tenured coach in the NFL. Why would you go to a school like Arizona State if you want to coach again? That's true. Maybe he needs to start from the bottom. He wants to get back to his roots. Well, you someone's going to get fired. Like six or seven coaches go down a year in the NFL. Why not like the Florida job instead? That too. Tennessee. Arizona State. Yeah, Tennessee is not. I mean, no, absolutely not. Uh, But Arizona State is such a non, not even on the Doppler radar to be a powerhouse anytime soon. So why would you go to such a small football school like that? You could recruit easily and say, hey, look at the party school. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. I just don't. Why college over the NFL? I just don't understand that. I would like to see him back in the NFL, not at Arizona State. Oh, I would, yeah. I mean, well, who did he coach last? The Chiefs? And then I, that, he called it quits? Yeah, that's, that's why I don't really know. I think it was the go. goes Chiefs, though. Uh, Kevin Sumlin out at A&M, and I am officially out of consistent hot seats to go with. Okay. Because we lost my boy, Butch Jones, which was heartbreaking. Rough life. And now Kevin Sumlin did it, and it, it's sad. It's really sad. You're just going to have to get more creative, Jake. I know, and the two most legendary hot seat coaches are now out of the football. It's a sad day for everyone, uh, but you saw this coming. No. Where, where does he go next? Florida. Ooh. Ooh. Just kidding. Dan Mullins there. Uh, but that's a good job to have. Aside from Kevin Sumlin, the A&M job is a very good job to have because you're no longer in the Big 12, so you're not competing with any other Texas school. You're in the SEC, and to compare it to a school like Tennessee – I mean, no one wants to coach there, so you're going to have, hopefully, a blanket of security for a couple seasons at A&M. You can implement an offense, and like I said, you're in the SEC. You know it's a bad job, though. Tennessee. They, yes. have, a, they have a lot of coaching problems. So, what happened was, and there's a lot of speculation on if it was signed or not, but Greg Schiano was going to be brought in as the next head coach at the University of Tennessee. I mean, I don't think that's that bad of a choice, but... I didn't like it. I He's failed a lot of places. Doesn't matter. But that's aside the point. And so what happened was there was an immediate uproar, uproar, Excuse me, when everyone said he knew that the child rape was going on at Penn State and he covered it up. Or he didn't cover it up. He didn't say anything about it. And that is not no not confirmed, only denied, and Bill Belichick backed him up and... Urban Meyer backed him up. Now, I'm not defending it if he did it, but it's not proven. If the fans don't want it, they don't want it. And here's the thing. I really believe that all of Tennessee hated this hiring. And they used the Penn State as a complete scapegoat to try for Tennessee to not hire them. And I really think that's what it is. Because this, okay, it's really bad, but that uproar was so instant and so... Exponential. I mean, people were writing on, like, you know, platforms on, oh, child, or Greg Sciano covered up child rape, all this stuff. And, like, all of Tennessee just freaked out. And I find it hard to believe that that was the sole reason that they don't want him as a head coach. Not that it wasn't a reason, but not that it was a sole reason. That right, they that's won't. what I'm saying. Not that it wasn't a reason, but that it I think the, the main sole, reason yeah. was that they didn't want him to be the head coach. That it was just, they don't like him, he's a bad coach. But Chip Kelly, who... Tennessee wanted, correct? Yes. And is, Florida. Yep. And Florida is now UCLA's coach. Yes. And I actually like this hire because Chip Kelly belongs in college football, and he should never coach ever again in the NFL. Should Josh Rosen stay a year? That's- I don't think it's gonna. It's a good. Uh, it's a good uh, hire, no question. But I don't think Josh Rosen's gonna stay for any reason, unless you give like Jesus Christ the head coaching job at UCLA. Okay. Because he's. Do we Vince- know Josh Rosen is a Christian? No, I think he's like outspokenly atheist or something like okay, that. Okay, so maybe not. Maybe, maybe Jesus not, Price. Jesus. That's a bad example. But the point is he's been so outspoken about hating school that there's, I don't think there's anything that, convinced him to, that can That's convince him. That's a good point, him. though. He has made it publicly on Twitter and stuff that he hates the way, you know, school. he wants to go focus on an NFL career, which he is men- meant to do. He's destined to do it. Absolutely. If you watch that kid, you know he should leave. And a uh, bonus headline, uh, Darnold says that he denies saying that he would stay if the Browns get the number one pick. Which, come on, we all know it's true. Oh, yeah. And no one's going to blame you for it, man. No. We completely understand. We we, we we understand it. That's the job no one wants. See, like, joke's on him, though, because he acts like the Browns won't get the number one pick in two years. So it's it's a lose-lose for Darnold. It's destined to happen. Sorry, dude. Your, your career is going to be short-lived. And just gonna have to, you know, get as much money as possible. I will say this if he goes to the Browns, he's the one guy that might bring them out of this hole. Nope. Nope. <laughs> if there is such a guy. There's so much more problems with the Browns than just a quarterback. I, and know, it's, I know, it's sad. Uh moving into NBA news here. David Fizdale was fired as the Memphis Grizzlies head coach. Which and it's makes no sense to me. It's hard for me to see this as something other than a, a scapegoat. Cause yeah, it's a nine game nine game skid, and that's bad. But in my opinion, I didn't think they should have made the playoffs last year, and I think he has done a spectacular job coaching that team. was It was an all, you know, all-defensive team last year, and just doesn't make sense to me. They're in the West, right? Yes. That's a tough conference, and the team's not very good. If you look at right. roster, that's the roster, that's why the point? is he gone? The team is bad. Any team who gets this guy as a coach, I think he's going to be better off. Oh, Steel, Oh, yeah. Steel. Ste- better off for him, no question about it. All right, moving on into the college football playoff. So if you haven't seen it, Clemson's one, Auburn's two, Oklahoma is three, and Wisconsin is four. So, what's your first take on this, Killian? Well, Clemson um, lost to Syracuse. They're number one, really. I I don't I don't. The know argument about that. the argument there is that they didn't have Kelly Bryant during that game, and I think it's kind of a bullshit argument, if you ask me, because you still gave up the points. If you're number one, you shouldn't it shouldn't matter. Right against you just, Syracuse, you can't lose to Syracuse. Whoever you are, whatever is on your team, you can't lose to Syracuse. And the Auburn thing really ticks me off because Auburn has two losses, and one of those is to LSU. How did they jump? Everybody. How did they do it? Bama played shit teams all year, and all of a sudden, they beat Bama, and it's like, oh, Auburn's the next Bama. Like, just just put them up there. Like, look at these teams that they're in front of. Like, there's no way they're that much better than them. I completely agree, and Oklahoma got completely screwed out of that number two spot. I mean, they'd play each other one way or the other, but still... The idea that you think Auburn is a better team than Oklahoma kind of blows my mind. Oklahoma's offense is unreal. It's unstoppable. And on that note, and I'm just saying here, Baker Mayfield just made the cover of Sports Illustrated, and that is a real goddamn curse. Okay. All right. Why is it a curse? Well, we've seen it before. Uh, teams who are undefeated, say in the NFL, you make the cover, you lose a game. Uh, national ch- or Like we saw in the playoff, maybe Bama makes the cover, they lose to Clemson. It's just stuff like that where I think that it actually holds up that it's a real curse. Like the Madden curse. Yeah. That's definitely Like the real. Madden curse, but in Sports Illustrated form. So I'd be worried if I was an Oklahoma fan because you don't want to make the cover of Sports Illustrated. I do think, though, with the rankings, that Oklahoma is right where they should be, number three. Yeah. I feel like that's a fair ranking. I'm just upset about no, Auburn yeah. and Clemson maybe being – they should be two maybe. or I don't know who would replace them, but like, I just feel like those – the one the f- and two are not right. The four teams in are completely correct. It's just I have a the problem order. that Auburn is not four and they're two. Right. And I'm not. And Oklahoma should be two and Wisconsin should be three. Because if Auburn had one loss, absolutely, you can put them at two. If their so- lone loss was the Clemson, they have every right to be at second. How about Wisconsin making it in? It's I'm, about fucking time. Yeah, honestly, it is about time. It It's really, you know, it's an honor thing. I'm proud of them a 12 and 0 season could mean absolutely nothing if we don't beat Ohio State. The that fact is. that a team who went undefeated in a Power 5 conference is ranked 4th only, it is a, I, I agree. It's, it is it's a, a bit a of a total lack of disrespect and I know the committee guy was talking about how they have no bias towards any teams. I it's find such that bullshit, yeah, absolutely. The guy is the guy you wouldn't buy a car from him. Yeah, that's what the kind of guy looks like. And it just Bama going 12 and 0, everyone's like they're the best team of all time. Wisconsin going 12-0, and and you forget, Iowa didn't score a single touchdown, offensive touchdown against that team. And Iowa crushed Ohio State, but Wisconsin still hasn't played anyone good. And yeah, the schedule's weak, don't get me wrong, but if you really look at it, because LSU, Mississippi State, they're not really good teams. And Bama finally played a really good team and blew it. Well, everybody down south thinks the SEC is the best conference of all time, and there's no other ones even close to it. Which is ridiculous, because those teams you watch the games, they suck. Absolutely, and and at some point you gotta say that the SEC is not unbeatable or unstoppable, just because they're the SEC. Like the novelty's wearing off. Tim Tim Tebow's not there anymore. Stop exactly. sucking them off. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, one thing is, is that Wisconsin went 12 and 0, unreal accomplishment. And if they would have gone 11 and 1, there would be zero talk of them even getting a chance at the playoff. But Bama goes 11 and 1. And people are, they should have no shot at this point. They're not going to have an SEC championship game. Absolutely not. They should be out automatically. They should automatically be out. If if Georgia beats Auburn and Bama sneaks in, I'm going to be livid. Because that would be the most, it's, it's up there with Wisconsin not being ranked until now yeah, in the top absolutely. four. Absolutely, That is ridiculous. And if, if Wisconsin loses, okay, they lost to a good Ohio State team. So yep. be it. But Bama being 11-1 and one should be out of the playoff. And because they're Alabama... Because you know if Wisconsin loses, they're audit they're way out, way out, they're not be like even ten, close. They're in ninth, exactly. But Bama, eleven and one, we're still talking about it because they're Bama. Okay, so Clemson, I got a question. Clemson is one. They play Miami in the ACC championship game. Miami is seventh. Can Miami and Clemson both make it? Like I said er, earlier, like a couple weeks ago. If Miami wins that game, like it's a close game, and they squeak it out like a flate field goal. Does both of them make it? Like Miami's four. Let's say Auburn loses or Oklahoma loses, and then they sneak in there with Wisconsin. Well, there's a lot of things that can happen, and I don't think Oklahoma's going to lose the TCU. But if Miami beats Clemson, aside from any other scenarios, I think at that point you put Miami in and you take Clemson out because Clemson now has two losses, okay? Miami has one, And Miami would only have one, and that's the one upset. And you can afford to have that one upset if it's not Syracuse. Okay. And so if Miami beats Clemson, they just proved that they beat Notre Dame who is ranked in the top 4 and Clemson who is ranked in the top 4. So that should put you in the playoff and Clemson out of the playoff. I just have a problem with that because Clemson is that one right now. It's just like maybe it's just my eyes looking at it and it visibly bothers me, but I think Miami if they barely beat Clemson, they're both in. I don't think they should. It, it just shows a a very, they're both really good teams. It's a very possible thing to happen, but you also have to take into effect that Clemson doesn't have a title anymore they don't have a conference title and that's a huge thing in the college football playoff committee that we've seen in the past regardless of the fact that ohio state didn't have a big 10 title and made it but they value those a lot with those rules then bama shouldn't yeah bama should automatically be out because bama can't even play for it they're done absolutely so i hope that on saturday it's it makes it easy it's gonna, for the committee. It's and, gonna be a wild, wild weekend, right? All I hope that hap- happens is Wisconsin beats Ohio State, Oklahoma wins, Auburn wins, and Clemson wins. So it's easy, and you have it right now, because if two things don't happen in that, in those four games, then we're gonna have a shit ton of controversy, a shit ton of conversations on who should get in and who should not get in, and it's just gonna be one team on the outside who's gonna complain for the next two years on how they should have been in, and no one wants that. And you just want the four teams that are the best in college football to play it. All right. Let's move on to hot seat. My first one, Tony Romo. Ooh. So he, the video came out on Twitter. He was dancing to the song Magnolia by Playboi Carti, which, which is a rap song. Probably yes. botched that name. but no, That's right. Absolute dad moves. And he was talking about maybe putting it on a broadcast, mm-hmm. which is just already, it's, he's already annoying to watch for me, and just having that would be an eyesore. Right. No, that's terrible, and you expect nothing less dad moves from Tony Romo, but I thought you're going to go in the direction of he's actually a terrible color commenter. Oh, no, because I think it's both. I think it's, I think it could I've already be both. said that. Right. Because it was cool for like a game when he started to call plays, but now it's like, all right, Tony, we get it. You played quarterback. Not you don't every have play. to do this. And he just consistently talks over Jim Nance, and it's like, can you just let him do the play-by-play, man? I mean, what what are Jim we doing Nance, here? Jim Nance is a good guy. Don't talk over him. Absolutely. I don't mean, disrespect this man. Maybe a play here and there, but he's doing it like every play, and it's kidding it, every play, every single. play. I want to mute it and like just watch the game with I, music or something. I've I don't never know what to do. I never thought I would find someone more annoying than Chris Collinsworth, but we have. All right, my first hot seat is Arizona basketball. So, they start out number two in the preseason polls, and now they start 3-0, and they've lost three straight. So three. It's, it's like the Chiefs. Oh, no. It's yeah, like the Lions, it's the actually. The Lions. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them. Yeah. So, three games in a row, and only one of them were actually ranked. I mean, come on. Come on, guys. Three? It's, it's still early. All you have to do, really, is make it in to the, to the tournament. That's really what... Nobody cares about the regular season until you make it in. Right. If you don't make it in... Then the regular season is like, come on, guys. What happened early in the season? That's, that's very they, fair. If they figure it out, which they will, it'll be fine. But the preseason number two should not lose three straight to two unranked teams. Just shouldn't happen. All right, my second one. A.J. McCarron. He was approached in warm-ups by the Browns owner and Hugh Jackson, who's the head coach. A.J. McCarron? A.J. McCarron. Okay, continue. Um, he looks destined for the job No quarterback wants And might get paid a lot of money To retire though That's, that's the other flip side of that But he kind of has to go there now Because they're giving him so much attention So you're saying just a future hot seat No he's still on, he's in the hot seat right now Because if he, like, if he doesn't go Then that looks bad And if he goes it's he's bad He's going to be bad Okay, that is, it's, a, it's a lose-lose situation he's, he's, As soon as the Browns wanted him It's over Yeah No, I agree. All right, my next one, another quarterback, uh, Alex Smith. I think we've reached the point where Andy Reid really has to consider Alex Smith, and he knows it. Right, it's Mahomes. Because not only – I'll defend Alex Smith a little bit because Andy Reid has completely abandoned the running game and stopped using Kareem Hunt, but Alex Smith has gone straight to shit. And like I said, part of that is Reid's fault because he's relying on him far too much, and Alex Smith is not that type of quarterback. You see Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey made a lot of his plays early in the year. And that made Alex Smith look like an MVP caliber. But now, we're seeing the real Alex Smith. I think it's time. This is why they drafted Mahomes. They knew that this kind of stuff happens all the time with Alex Smith. Late in the year, they started losing games. And he's already doing it right now. It's like the Kershaw, where like he can't win late in the season. <laughs> there you go. He's like, he's Kershaw in the NFL. Well, you're 6-5. and five. The Chargers now have a grasp on the division. They're winning four in a row. I think it is. They're hot. That out of offense nowhere. looks unstoppable. I don't even know how that's possible, but they are unreal. So okay, you know, might I, as well. I got you. I know what it is. So you know how Philip Rivers has these late games where he heroics, where he like comes back, but then loses short. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it on a large scale. Oh, so he's actually playing good the whole game? No, no, no. He's just playing good all for a big stretch of the season. And then it's going to blow it's it. and going to short to the playoffs. Okay. Like a game short. That's good. I like that. But still, you might as well play Mahomes here. Because Alex Smith has lost three in a row, I think it is, right? And he right. looks terrible. And that offense looks terrible. All right. My last hot seat. The Bucks assistant coach, Sean Sweeney. So, in a fight with Giannis on the bench. Or Giannis. Yeah. Apologies. Giannis on the bench. He said, I will fuck you up to Sean Sweeney. Yeah. So, that's tough. Giannis, Th- yeah. That'd be like trying to fight a T-Rex. That wouldn't work so well. No. And if your best player and the future best player of all time maybe tells you to, I will f- or says, I will fuck you up, at that point you retire He's from gone. the league. You, you don't even get fired. You just quit. You're done. Don't go back to basketball. I would it's leave and try to move away as far as possible because that guy is a freak. I want to know what the conversation was. Because we don't know what was actually said, other than Giannis telling him that I will fuck you up. So I really want to know what th- this guy said to set Giannis off. It's bizarre. It, it's out of nowhere too. Because the Bucks and Giannis were like, you know, two peas in the pod, and now like this coming out. This isn't good because he could just leave and get paid a lot of money. Don't say that. I don't to like go that. somewhere else. That's not funny. <laughs> All right, my last hot seat, Jason Garrett. Okay. About time. About time. About damn time. again or about time? I about- think it happens every year at this time. Oh, no, because if they play good. All right, continue. Jason Garrett. This team is good, and you can blame it on Ezekiel Elliott all you want. But the fact of the matter is, is that Jerry Jones, one, Jerry Jones should be kicking himself too because he, Jerry Jones and Jason Garrett have a terrible defense. They got lucky with Dak Prescott. They got Zeke, and you can't lean on Zeke. And that's what Jason Garrett has been doing for the last two years. And it didn't, wasn't working early on in this year because they started losing with Zeke. But now you don't even have Ezekiel Elliott, and you're losing badly. The Chargers just beat you at home on Thanksgiving. What was the score? It was 28, 28 to, to like 6. Six, Yeah, 28 to 6. Not a touchdown? Are you kidding me? You, you And Jerry Jones has come out and said, I right, stand by my coach. You shouldn't. Making you look bad. You might not even have a team, so sit down. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there you go. All right, we'll move on to power play penalty box. Uh, Killian, what's your power play? All right, my power play. So a reporter asked an Eagles coach, Doug Peterson, about Carson Wentz. He said, usually you see around year three and four an explosion in the quarterback's play. And he asked Doug Peterson if he's seen a premature explosion because it's only year two. It was pretty funny. And what made it funnier is the fact that Doug Peterson was going to seriously answer this question and then broke down laughing. Because Doug Peterson has a dirty mind, so maybe if you get us, we're head all t- up the gutter. We're all twelve-year-olds in the head, and that's just a fact. It's hard not to laugh. It's every stuff, guy. Like, they try to. Hi- we try to hide <laughs> it. No, we all are on the same page. Exactly. All right, my power play is Lane Kiffin. So I don't know where Lane Kiffin has just gone power move after power move Love on this. Nick Saban. And this one, there was a tweet out there where it was Nick Saban saying a couple years ago. Where if you don't have a conference championship, you should not be in the college football playoff. Correct. Now, Nick Saban is saying a conference championship should not mean everything, and that his guys still deserve to be in the college football playoff. Oh, surprise. He's a hypocrite? Unreal. Good one, Nick. Anyways, Lane Kiffin quotes this tweet, which is more of a reply, and says, can you rat poison yourself? Which is a spectacular response. and. I just love Lane Kiffin now. I never thought I'd see the day where I would love Lane Kiffin, but I do. Um look out FAU is actually doing really good this season. I think well, yeah, the year once turned they turned around, stopped playing other conferences and got into their whatever conference that is cuz honestly I don't even know it, but Lane Kiffin is like on a six game some win streak here. The conference that allows UCF to go 10 and 0 was it is the same UCF, yeah. Which is by the, the way it's you, the same conference. Yeah, I, I think think don't know. It's a bunch of like makes sense. Yeah. But the UCF, uh, USF game was a spectacular game. It was actually two teams that are, ab- are about above average or average. Two mediocre teams dueling it out. Nothing you love more. No defense played whatsoever. And that's what you love to see. Absolutely. It's funny how that game ended, too, though, because it ended oh, yeah. off of special teams play. Yeah. Just got to love that. All right. My penalty box Georgia Tech locker room. So video surfaced on Twitter. Of one of the player, players knocking out another. Two starters. I think they were cornerbacks. I skimmed the article. Um, I skimmed the article. But it was an actual fight. They were upset with each other. And I think it might have been from earlier in the season. And it just came out now. But it's not a good look. You Absolutely don't want that not. stuff out there. And kudos to Georgia Tech for keeping it under wraps for so long. But as we all know, you can't keep it away from the internet. And that's just a fact. All right. My penalty box is some random guy on Twitter. So... A picture of the Japanese phenom, Shohei Otani, and that could be completely botched, is posted on Twitter in an article about where he's going to go in the MLB. Then some guy on Twitter has the audacity, has the ignorance to say in a reply tweet, Chinatown in Philly, right next to Citizens Bank Park, in a plea to get him to come to Philly. What the fuck are you doing, man? Chinatown? This dude is from Japan. It says on his jersey, in bold letters, Japan. What in the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I, I mean, wh- y- I'm just that's, stunned. That's about as bad as it can get for the penalty box. I'm stunned. That is, that is American ind- ignorance at its finest right there. That is just spectacularly stupid. I mean, my God, Chinatown, man. Are you kidding me? I mean, not... Not only that, but he thinks that he should actually go to the Phillies, which might be as worse as the fact that he said Chinatown. Wow. You ha- I don't wow. know how to. You don't, because this guy is that stupid. I mean, it's, it just blows my mind. Chinatown? Wow. Go back to like third grade geography, man. My God. This just shows. Wait, it was a p- person in Philly? Well, I assume he's from Philly. Speaks a lot of the time. Oh, that's a shot and a half right there. Look at you go. All right, we'll move on to some college basketball talk. And it looks like that college basketball is just going to be fucking awesome this year. And if you believe that the NBA is better, you should please, please, God, sign up to live on Mars because we don't want you. So I should go sign up to live on yes, Mars? Yes, 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 absolutely. We'll have this debate some other day. You really think the NBA is better than college basketball? As of right now? Oh, God. I don't believe you anymore. Uh, I do love college basketball this season. I think it's better than last year. So, already. It's always good. It's always good. It's always good. There's the buzzer beaters. That's what I love about it. Anyways, Duke has had two improbable comebacks, which is spectacular, or impressive in itself. But Marvin Bagley... Is so good it's not even funny. This man skipped a year of high school and should be already be in the NBA. He's just dominating kids as a year younger. And if if you think Ben Simmons is gonna be the next big thing in the NBA, oh, you're no. wrong. Marvin Bagley. It's Marvin Bagley. I mean, this dude you get him in the post, if he's ten feet from the basket, he's scoring two points. It, we're it just we're all asking. For, we're all asking for a LeBron type player to come out. Marvin Bagley, if he, if he, he didn't have to go to college he would have stayed in high school, and he would have been that. Because hey, I know st- they were talking about last year how if he was in the draft, the stacked draft last summer, he would have been a top three pick. Absolutely. He would have been the number one pick. He's he's so good. And I haven't seen Luka Doncic play, but if you take Luka Doncic over Marvin Bagley, you should also quit the NBA like the, the Bucs' assistant the coach. The Knicks would. The <laughs> Knicks would. Phil Jackson would. Run the triangle. Triangle offense. Michigan State, though, their defense. Michigan State looks r- really good. And, Nick, like, like you said, it's not just Miles Bridges, who is also really good. Don't he can score. He can score. And, and he's proven that is, even as a freshman. He might not go top five just because he's got a year under his belt. And I would think that would be the biggest mistake you ever make because he's more NBA-ready now, and he's still unreal. So the question I have, speaking of that, but Michigan State's defense, they, what I was saying is they played really good. They're They're stellar. They work hard. They're like the, It's like watching the Bulls if they were back in the day. It's kind of like that because they're hustling around, there, getting steals, interceptions. But speaking of like Miles Bridges, is he gonna like start a trend? Because you see all these guys come out of one and done, and then they sit on the bench for like a year, or two years before they even get into the starting lineup. Do they just stay in college and then keep building up, getting better there, and then go to the league? I think it's a good image, but. The only thing that's going to stop one and duns is an actual rule that says you have to stay in college for at least one year. You don't think it'll have any influence on people like, oh, well, maybe I could be a first-round pick. No. You don't think they're going to second-guess themselves? Because Miles Bridges was a lottery pick, and he was one in a million, really. You know what I mean? One in a million to not go. Because everyone else is going to go if you're a lottery pick, and that's just the way it is. So... I don't think it's going to influence a player like uh, Zion Williamson, who's just dead shot to the NBA just because he wants to play in the NBA. Bust. Bust. Interesting take right there. We'll get into that as we get towards the draft and, and the recruiting, but I think Zion is a little overrated. But We'll get there. In due time, we will get there. Okay, in due time. However, Adam Silver could ruin us all. By making it two years If he makes it two Marvin years Marvin Bagley has done. to stay We're done College basketball will be broken We're done If he makes <laughs> it two years We're in a lot of trouble Cause it's just gonna be Kentucky w- and Duke Imagine Imagine the Kentucky and Duke teams From the last three years Playing with the guys right now Are you kidding Marvin Bagley would sit At the end of the bench Like he wouldn't But like a player like Marvin Bagley Would sit at the end of the bench Just think of like If we go back to the John Wall Boogie Cousins days Oh yeah, I know. You if keep they that stayed two oh, years. God. They came out and were superstars. Yeah, Anthony Davis, a superstar, right when he got there. Two years in college, he'd score forty a game. That's why, if you're gonna do this, it has to be one and that's it. No question about it. Or zero, or zero. It's, that's yeah. There you go. Please zero. Uh, on to Wisconsin now. It looks like there's a really there's gonna be a lot of good teams, and Wisconsin's just not gonna be one of them. And we're really young. I understand that completely. And the only thing this season's going to show is potential. And I'm fine with that. But at some point, Greg Gard has to learn how to run an offense without passing it to Ethan Happ and seeing what happens. So Ethan Happ just gets double teamed every time he touches the ball. And he breaks through it because he's unreal. He still scores like 15 a game, right? Right, at least. At, at least. But the offense is so pathetically one-dimensional. And now that we can't even shoot a three-ball, it makes it even more one-dimensional what is up? We scored, they, so they, oh, they scored 37 points last game against Virginia. Was I it? I didn't think, I honestly turned it off with two minutes left. It was left. so bad. They, you look at the box score. they weren't hitting anything. And what it, happened? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't. Because I really think a lot of it is that you can just double Ethan or triple him and make these guys shoot and they're not going to make it. And that maybe just comes with experience because the defense is not the issue. There was a point, a 10 minute stretch where Virginia went one of 11 and we remained 12 down. It, that is just inexcusable offense, inexcusable. So, I mean, all those good years have finally caught up to the Badgers. No, it's not that. It's, it's a it's little bit of that. that. It's because they got f- four freshmen that like get playing time, and that's right. It's a rebuilding year. It's but there's the. It's more than. It's not catching up to them, like you said. It's just them not hitting three point shots and them trying to go to Ethan Happ too much. Will they even make the tournament this year? That I don't know. I don't know. It's really a worrisome thing because if you can't beat the likes of uh, Xavier, UCLA, after blowing that lead they had, and Virginia, then how are you going to get in the bulk of the Big Ten and go to Minnesota and go to Michigan State and go to Ohio State and win those kind of of games? Well, Minnesota's got their own tactic at hand anyways. They're they're just going to get everybody ejected. on the bench and get everyone ejected, which And play five on three and still have (laughs) Colin Sexton scored 40 points. He's a stud. While they were down two players. They lost by five, which is saying something about Minnesota, if you ask me. Roll Tide, Roll Tide. All right, we'll move on to the NFL here. Uh, playoff push is really coming. All right, real quick though, mm-hmm. I gotta talk to you guys. If you haven't been listening to my picks, you've been missing out. Last week I was ten and six. That was a great. It's a great record to gamble on. So I'm not saying you should, but you should. <laughs> I'm not saying you should, but you should. Should gamble on my picks because I'm I'm hot and when i miss i'm missing like 50, i'm getting 50% so you're well, not really you're losing still picking that much. the browns every week so that's your downfall so don't pick the browns like i do cuz i have to pick them and if i would i wouldn't have picked them i would have been 11 and 5 and that's a really good record so that's a playoff record right there yeah that's a record the dolphins will never see <laughs> there you go all right playoff push though speaking of the dolphins they're out of it out of it done uh but it what this seems to me in the nfl right now is that there are four maybe five teams that you actually believe can win a Super Bowl, and then there's a massive drop-off, and then everyone else. Because, yeah, the Steelers are 9-2, and two, but I, I don't think Ben Roethlisberger can go into Foxborough and beat them. He's got that limp, too, so... I, it just... It's the Eagles, the Saints, maybe, maybe the Rams, and the Patriots. The e uh no. The Patriots look like the Patriots when they went undefeated in the regular season. They're that good. I know. They look just un- unbeatable, really. And the Panthers, I don't know about them because they're so wildly inconsistent. I don't know if they're a good team or not. You beat the Patriots and then you go lose to who? Whoever- the Bills, did they lose to? Some team like that. But, I mean, Jared Goff isn't going to be able to really do anything in the playoffs. I don't expect him to. I still think the playoffs, like, as a whole right now, the way they stand, the top six of each conference are pretty locked in. And hear me out. The Ravens... Who are, I believe, six in the rankings? They're a wild card spot. Their record, Lions, Steelers, Browns, Colts, Bengals, and the Jaguars, who are like five, are Colts, Seahawks, Texans, Niners, Titans. Those two don't seem like they're falling out of the wild card spot. So if anybody's going to fall out, it's going to be the, the Chiefs, right? Yeah, but yeah they might their, lose every but game. Their division is so bad that they might hang on and make the playoffs at like a nine and seven. You could have two nine and seven teams and maybe an 8 and 8 team. And then going to the NFC though, you got teams like the Packers who are like in 10th or something like that. And like the 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 5 and 6 are like seven win teams right now. That I know. how do you catch up to that and beat those teams right. cuz they're dominating. The whole NFC is just like good teams, the good like seven or eight top teams and then the bottom half are the, wor- the, like the very, worst like very bad. I know that's what I'm talking about with that drop off. Right. And you got you got the Vikings two-loss team, Panthers, 3 lost team, Saints, 3 lost team, Rams, 3 lost team, and then you have about three seven-and-fours, then more six-and-fives and five-and-six, five and, and all I'm saying, though, is if Brett Hundley can pull something out of his ass, you can't sleep it, on Aaron Rodgers. Make Rogers. it close, and Rodgers can save the right. day, maybe, but, like, they're but so far behind. Dude, they're I know, so far behind. The, you got the Seahawks and the Falcons at seven-and-four right now. Who's to say they won't go 11-and-five, and who's to say the Panthers can't finish 11-and-five? I mean, that division is the Saints are 8-3, the Panthers are 8-3, and, and the Falcons are 7-4. It's like watching basketball and the Western versus Eastern Conference because the NFC is stacked up and the AFC you is like Patriots. cute. It's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's like they got the Cavs and then everybody's just adorable. Yeah. The Steelers are like the Celtics. They're, yeah. kind of, they're good, but they're not really a contender. But the only difference is that you expect the Patriots to win everything. Not You don't expect the right. Cavs It'd be like switching out the Warriors and Cavs. And then having that, yeah, and which honestly I mean, that would be pretty cool to watch. But you know, who knows what's going to happen in the next uh, what is it six weeks? And we've seen wild card teams win the Super Bowl, so the playoffs is a whole other animal. Don't get me wrong, but I mean right, the right dolphins. Right now, the dolphins technically could make it because they played the Bills twice and the no, Patriots you're, you're again not, and no, the Colts. No. But don't I don't. Yourself, the no. way they're playing, no, there's no chance. Like there's teams like that that have like the Bills could maybe squeak in but again the chiefs aren't going to give up the division spot and the jaguars and ravens have preferable schedules to make it all the way now it's 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 a at this moment it's almost a clusterfuck going up there and who knows what's going to happen with the wild card spot can the buffalo bills circle the wagons probably not unfortunately for the buffalo just bills just break a couple more tables maybe uh, i just hope that they make it to a super bowl and lose again just to really destroy buffalo i think we've talked about it we want to see them go 3 in a row again and, and yeah. lose them all. Cuz doing it once is unbelievable enough. So doing it again, you just never know. I mean, that that'd be historic within itself. All right guys, that was our show. Before oh. you no, this is it before I get an announcement on the promotion. So if you guys haven't entered already, this is the last show to enter on. So what you can do if you haven't if you haven't entered is retweet this and follow us still and it still counts to get in. And again, we are announcing the winner first show of December. So stay tuned for that. We're gonna make it. Try to make it a little bigger. We might. We might live stream it. We might not. We don't know yet. So stay tuned. It's coming soon though. Coming soon. Be sure to get in on that. Uh, otherwise, uh, follow us on Twitter if you haven't already, because that's how you enter in the promotion as well. Because right. you have to follow us. Uh, and visit our website divingtosports.com. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. <laughs> Tweet, 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 tweet. He rocks in the treetop all the day long, hopping and a bopping and a singing his song. All the little birds on Bird Street love to hear the robin go tweet tweet. The robin tweet tweet.